drive, gets inside, leans in, knocked away, it's stolen by Holiday. Now up for the layup, oh, blocked by James. To Curry, way down top, bang, bang. the Tiger. This time I'm sick. Zion's gonna want out soon. Here's the thing, I don't think the front office of that organization, of that New Orleans organization, knows what the heck they're doing. What can I say? Mamba out. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Josh Pianxton. This has been a crazy start to July. June 30th kicked off NBA free agency. We all know that. We saw some of the signings, if not all of them. We had 35 signings. We had some trades in there. Nothing wilding. Nothing that was like, whoa, I can't believe that happened. I think the biggest trade was the Joe Harris trade. Yeah, I don't think we really had a significant trade. I know Montemores got traded. I know uh, my guy Joe Harris got traded. But besides those two, there was really no wow. Uh, he's like, wow, I can't believe that this trade happened. Right, if that if that makes sense. So some trades happened, but we had thirty five. Oh, and Victor Oladipo got traded. But I, I'm going to talk to you guys about that in a bit. But right now, I just want to say that we have thirty five free agent signings. Thirty five signings. From Kyrie to Draymond to Fred to Chris Middleton to Kyle Kuzma to Jeremy Grant to Cam Johnson to the Suns roster being filled out in less than an hour. Oh, bro, this is this was a this was an exciting first day. A lot of it was predictable. Some of it I did get wrong, but I I called them. Fred Van Vliet stuff, I think the Fred Van Vliet stuff to a certain point was shocking and not shocking. I think it could have gone shocking if he did not go to the Rockets, but it was clear from the get-go that if he was not going back to Toronto, that Houston was going to be his new home. Same with Kyrie, that Kyrie was going to be either a Maverick for the rest of his career or he was going to go somewhere else. It wasn't going to be the Suns. It would have been teams like the Clippers or Rockets or wherever else he was trying to meet or whatever was in those different types of reports, but it was definitely not going to be with the Phoenix Suns. I want to cover this all the time. I want to talk about day one. I want to talk about day one. I want to talk about the Trouble in Paradise situation surrounding Brooke Lopez. I want to cover the Phoenix Suns. And before I get to all the free agency stuff, I want to get to, well, it is going to be the free agency stuff, but I want to look at the Phoenix Suns real quick, and I want to look at Brooke Lopez. Then we're going to go through all, all the signings. This ain't going to be real in depth. I'm not going to try to give you a warm piece on each 
signing. A, it's not necessary. And B, I just want to get y'all caught up. You guys know where to find me, courtsheat.com, twitter.com, slash courtsheat. We've been, or I've been covering every single signing, any transaction, waves, signings, um, trades, does not matter. It does not matter. You can find it here on twitter.com slash courtsideheat. Again, that's twitter.com slash courtsideheat. Again, you guys can watch the podcast here on Twitter, or you go on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Spotify, and all those other good channels, or not channels. Oh, I'm I'm too stupid. All these other different platforms. We knew it was going to get crazy. We knew it was going to get crazy. Come 3 o'clock Mountain Standard Time, we knew it was going to get crazy. We knew what it was going to be like. Come 3 o'clock. Because you knew the bulk of the news was going to be what? It was going to be re-signings. Or it was going to be very small transactions. So we had a lot of fun in that. There was a lot, a lot of stuff that happened. But you want to know what I'm very interested about? It's what the Phoenix Suns did. It's what the Phoenix Suns did. And I don't know if a lot of you guys thought that it was going to be an older bench lineup. Like, if you look at the bench and you're like, Okay, I guess we go older. When you think, oh, veteran minimums or just minimums, were you guys thinking older? See, I don't think that was the case. I said to y'all, it's going to be a bunch of young guys. Majority of it's going to be younger guys who aren't quote unquote old. But you may have one veteran there that is a true veteran in the sense of age and experience. And when you check out the starting five, you have Devin Booker, Brad Beal, Josh Akogi, Kevin Durant, DeAndre Ayton. Josh Akogi re-signed. Damian Lee re-signed. Like, you already took care of that. You took care of that. They, already, they pulled the qualifying offer on Jock Lindell. People are losing their mind. I did not understand it initially because I'm like, okay... I get that there's a bigger plan here, but there was no indication that Jock Lundell was going to have his qualifying offer rescinded. I did not think that was going to happen. However, here we are. With that said, I wish him luck. Um, I hope he makes a team. I really do. I like Jock Lundell. He was good for the year that we had him, but we did replace him with Drew Eubanks. And personally, and people are like, who in the world is Drew Eubanks? Not many people know who Drew Eubanks is. Um, to give context, he's been here since 2018. Has he been a big player? No. He's been here since 2018, but he gained... I, I want to say notoriety and a little bit of fame coming off the bench. Quote-unquote fame coming off the bench. 
when he joined the 12, uh, Trailblazers and he showed, okay, if you give me 30 minutes, I give you 14 and a half, eight and a half, and one and a half per game off of 64 and a half percent from the field and trying to squeeze in 30 percent from deep. That's the type of player the Suns need, especially as a big man. He's a power forward center. He's he's pretty solid. I like that. I like that a lot. We also got um, Chimenzi Matu. Metu. I know I bought that first name, but Metu. He was a former guy who whose game has been in the league since 2018. He went. He went. In the second round, very, very late. Another power forward center. We're starting to fill out this team. And I like him because he's a very physical player. He's a very physical player. He embraces physicality. And by them getting hit, I I like where we're going. I like that we're doing, again, this big man. He's just a very, very good... He's a he's a solid big man. Like, you're not going to expect these guys, none of these guys, especially on the bench, to come in and be in the savior. But in, I know his role got diminished after the Kings traded for Demonis Sabonis. But Metu, oh man. Like, yes, he has some fight in him. He can get you some points. Like, I can see now why they rescinded the offer for Jock Lundell. Because when you're able to add Metu and Drew Eubanks, I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. And I'm also cool when you understand that they re-signed Damian Lee and Josh Kogi And potentially Saban Lee. Whatever he wants to do. Right? I know they put the offer and I don't think they rescinded it. But then you understand that Metu and Nkogi were teammates um, at the Tokyo Olympics in 2021 for Team Nigeria. So I understand that. So there was already some chemistry brewing. So there's still a lot of ties here. So under understand that. And then Kieta Bates Dob. I hope I'm saying his name right. But Kieta, many people call him underrated. And when you add up all these guys, these guys have some talent to them. Same way Yuta Wannabe, Watanabe, Watanabe, again, I'm botching all these names, but you guys know I'm trying to say the former Brooklyn Nets guy. He had a he had chemistry with Kevin Durant. They had a friendship. And now he's joined the Phoenix Suns. I like him because not only is he someone the Phoenix Suns actually want and need, but he already has pre-existing chemistry. He could play both sides of the ball. The Phoenix Suns have done something very, very unique. They've done something very, very unique. They have signed players 
and built this roster in the Monty Williams era, heading into the Frank Vogel era, but is focusing on this offseason alone, seeing the addition of Brad Beal and all these other signings, you know what they've done? We saw something special where you can play with the combinations. You can play with how players are being rotated in and out. However you want to see the coaching combinations, Frank Vogel should be excited because not only do you have the blend of offense and defense, which fits his scheme perfectly and how he wants to run a team, the combinations are endless. It is fascinating to see how interchangeable these combinations could be and how fluid they could be. And when you see this all, you're like, okay, it's just smaller guys. But when you see it in what it could really be, um, man, those combinations are going to be something. And I'm not just saying it to say... Like, the Suns have a very rare opportunity, or not a rare opportunity, but a very, very good opportunity to interchange Josh Akogi with, with anyone else on that bench. Because um, Keta Bates Dobb, my man over there, KBD, he could be a starter. He's an underrated starter. He could be that fifth guy that makes a starter on him. He could be. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie at all. And whether it actually happens or not, but if you don't trust Josh Akogi a lot of the times, put in, put in Kieta. Put him in. Put him in. Trust me. You're, like, you're going to be excited about this. And... The Suns have done a very, very good job. Like, oh man. The Suns have done a very, good, very good job of balancing out offense and defense, filling in those holes. They got the wing players. They got the wing players that they need. Um, this this is a very solid bench to me. This is one of the best benches they I've seen in a very, very long time. I just, I can't believe that they picked up a very cheap, a very, very cheap rotational piece in Keita Bates Dobb. He is, he's a, he's a good finisher with a massive wingspan. His wingspan is seven free. Hey, he's strong when posting up smaller guys. And he, he can find the angles. Like, if you like players who can cut angles and finish at unique angles, holy crap, this is him. Um, So, I am very, very excited. This, this is very, very exciting. James Jones and Matt Ishbia, this team, they're, they're putting it together. They're really putting it together. I'm not trolling with you guys. This is legit, legit. Like, this is legit, legit. And a lot of these players are going to have their careers, quote-unquote, revived and seen. I'm not trolling with you guys. 
I honestly do believe this. The Phoenix Suns have put themselves in a position to succeed like we've never seen before. And again, I am not trying to mess with y'all. I honestly do believe this. And I'm not just saying this because I'm a diehard Phoenix Suns fan or I'm, I cover the Phoenix Suns. It, it's actually the opposite because, because I am very critical on them. Many, many times I am very, very critical. And this to me, this is going to be scary. And I know people are posing the question, is this Suns roster good enough to contend for a title? Maybe, maybe not. But it's going to be dang close, man. Like, we could go to conference, we go to the conference finals. Easily, easily with this team. D-Book, um, Real Deal Beal, Akogi, KD. Aiden, that's a solid star in five. I know people are 50-50 on DeAndre Aiden. I know people don't may not like the contract. But remove the contract. The Suns could not walk away from. The Suns could not give up. They just could not give up. They could not afford to do that. They need to get him back. And the Pacers were willing to give him that. So, it tells you everything you need to know that there was a market for him. I know we had a down year. But when you see what Chris Paul, and I hope Devin Booker changes his attitude on DeAndre Drain. I hope they're not so hard. But Frank Vogel wants to be more positive with him. But Monty William and Chris Paul, they were hard on him. Same goes for Devin Booker with Devin Booker to a certain extent. They were hard on him. And I hope that with Monty Williams out and Frank Vogel in and Chris Paul out and Bradley Beal in, that there is a sense of... Of change in attitude that involves DeAndre because the players have to be respectful and they just have to be nice and they be positive towards and they have to break them because they've torn them down. This franchise has torn them down and they gotta build them back up because he is a consistent 20 and 10 guy. And I know I've ripped this man to shreds, but there is still positive upside to his game. He is essential for this team's ability to win a championship. Frank Vogel covets players like DeAndre. Trust me, this will end well. It may be rocky to begin, assuming that we don't trade him, but I don't believe DeAndre is going to get traded. Um, I've shot down many of the trade rumors that were going around. I don't believe he's going to be traded for whatever y'all were throwing at him. I didn't think it a Kyrie Irving, DeAndre Ayn trade was ever going to happen. Ever going to happen in a million years. I didn't think that a Miles Turner Buddy Heald trade would have made sense or even going to happen. I don't think trading for role players, like fear for role players, would have made sense. This is the better route to take. This is the better route to take. Here's our lineup. Devin Booker, Bradley Beal, Josh Okogie, Kevin Durant, DeAndre Ayn, Campaign, Jordan Goodwin, Damian Lee, Kente Bates Yap, uh, Yata Wampa, no, Yuta Wantanab. I'm 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 an idiot. Trust me, I can't pronounce most things in my life. Give me a minute. And then Chimenzi Mut uh, Mitu and Drew Eubanks.
this team will have a legit shot of being one of the best teams of the league. The starting seven alone. Like this NBA free agency is very, very scary in terms of what the Suns were able to do and how fast they were able to do it. They had the guys of mine. They you could have went Stanley Johnson for defense. You could have went Jabari Park because he's that aging veteran that wants a revival in his career and he would have had to find role. But all these guys are divine roles. And when you look at these guys, some of these guys are very underrated. I can't uh, and Watanabe. I'm just going to say, same with Drew Eubanks. Everyone's going to have a very specific role and a very defined role. And it's not going to be lost in the shuffle. Like, Me Too is, Me Too is not going to have his role disintegrate like what happened in Sacramento. I do not believe that at all. I think they'll be... Very, very opposite. Very, very opposite. But when it comes to Phoenix Suns, and I'm going to talk about this in great detail, more and more as the days progress, especially in free agency, as we're now in day two, just seeing how interchangeable these lines and how the different combinations of the starting lineup could work is simply fascinating. It is actually very, very fascinating to me. And something I think we need to talk about more. And I think people need, need to be respecting sons after this. Because, yeah, sure, they're just role players or just bench players. But they got their assignment. And if the chemistry is just right and the injuries are kept low, starting lineup and bench included... You're going to have something very terrifying and something that's going to be very, very coveted by Phoenix fans and by the Phoenix organization itself. I am being real deal. No joking around straight up with y'all. And that's simply just a fact that this is where I'm at right now. This is where I'm at right now. And and I wanted to touch on the Phoenix Suns. And again, if you guys ever want more, just go to Twitter.com. You go check out my Josh Unix for a Tina account or you can check out Courts of Heat. I retweet everything on these two accounts, so you never miss what I'm saying. Some things on my personal account I'll leave out, so it's not on my professional account. But definitely, definitely check out both you guys will regret if y'all don't. Now, some things like my Twitter profile, if you guys don't check it out, which would be a shame if y'all don't, but if you don't, who cares? It's not end of the world. It's not end of the world. But you know what? Some things are trouble in paradise, end of the world. Some things just can't go on forever. And Brooke Lopez... Is being very, very cryptic. He unfollowed the box. He unfollowed the NBA. He un he's starting to unfollow accounts. I don't know if you ever followed the Bucks or the NBA, but the Bucks still follow him. The NBA still follows him, but he does not follow either of those two accounts. 
And I, I don't know if he followed them before he went cryptic or after he went cryptic. I don't, I don't know what happened. I don't know if he just unfollowed him or he just never followed him to begin with. But I would find it very odd if he didn't. Um, I, and he makes no mention of even playing in the NBA anymore. Again, I don't know if he did, but I include the screenshot. He's wiped his Instagram still up, by the way, uh, especially at the time of this recording, but everything has been removed, like photos and profile picture, and he has not decided about his future. So he's scrubbing his account. He's scrubbing it. And I know this Kyle will fire a little wind on Twitter. And I don't see him on Twitter. I don't. But does anyone else find it odd that, that he just randomly scrubbed? He just like randomly scrubbed his account? Or is he just doing this for leverage? Or is he just doing this because he feels like it? Is this like Trouble in Paris? I always saw him and Milwaukee had a good relationship. I didn't think it was ever going to stop. Necessarily. I saw Milwaukee with Pam like they did Chris Milton. And sure, there's been some differences on how they would like to be loyal or just to pay players and vice versa. But is this the end? Is this the end? And many, many people are like, is Brooke Lopez landing? Is, where's he landing? Is the Brooke Lopez news going to drop? Because everyone's like, okay, let's, let's see how this goes. It, it, nothing is gone. Like, it's just, he's here right now. We're just waiting. We're waiting. Hmm. And right now I'm trying to find his landing spot. Like, like where are the odds from the land? He's st he's still favored to go to Milwaukee. People are saying there's reports saying the Phoenix Suns are in there, Dallas Mavericks, Brooklyn Nets, Los Angeles Lakers. Honestly, I don't know why. I don't know why he would leave Milwaukee. Unless Milwaukee doesn't want him. And there's just a mutual agreement of like, okay, let's just leave. See, to me, that would be kind of normal, right? But even if someone doesn't want to go back, like it's not like Fred Van Vliet. Scrubbed everything. Because he, both sides knew that it was over. Former team being the Toronto Raptors. Before, before signing with the Houston Rockets. Um, I don't know what Brooke Lopez is doing here. And all respect to him. He's still a terrific player. Offensively and defensively. He's a very solid big man. Who's proven himself day in and day out, like, he doesn't have to prove himself anymore, but it's, it's not like he's the face of a franchise, it's not like he's the face of the league, he's 
top five and being utilized by the team, but from the pool song like this, I, I just don't know. I said on Twitter, he hasn't decided his future yet, but could this be an end of an era for Lopez with the Bucks? But I don't know what this is achieving because it's not like, oh, oh no, he did this. We're not going to be able to get him back. But I don't know how the Bucks view him. I don't know how the Bucks view him. So this is going to be a very interesting storyline and how this just unfolds. Because many people were expecting him just to re-sign with the Bucks or make his announcement on day one. Just for the news to drop. Very, very, I don't want to say concerning, but interesting would probably be the right word. I think it would most likely be the right word. But Brookie the Wookie Eleven, that's that's his Instagram handle. That's what you can look him at, or just search Broke Lopez. Very interesting. I don't know if there's trouble in paradise. I don't know. I just don't. But we 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 have more important things to get to than Brookie the Wookie over here scrubbing his Insta. Not gonna lie. Not gonna lie. Again, he's important, but there's a certain novel. There's a certain novel. I'm going to go through all 35 signings. All 35 signings. I think this is absolutely important. Some will be very detailed. Some will be very brief. Just how it flows. First one... And I'm using the list uh, from Bleach Report, from BleachReport.com. I don't care how they grade it. I'm just trying to remember all the signings. Yes, I, I did cover them all, but it's very hard to keep track of all of those and just trying to do it. And I know I was writing them, but I'm like, you know what? Let me just find a list. So I don't care how they're grading or what they're talking about. So I'm just going off this list of, okay, here are all the signings, but go check out the article if you guys do have a chance so you can hear their opinion as well. So, first one, Kyrie Irving. He's agreed to a three-year, $126 million contract to return to the Dallas Mavericks. Look, Kyrie... Was never going to come to the Phoenix Suns. I don't know why Chris Haynes was reporting that. And I maybe this was leverage. I think this was a leverage move to be honest. I don't know why he was saying that he was going to meet with the Phoenix Suns. The other teams I could see. But for the Phoenix Suns it was a no. The only thing you could get was probably DeAndre. But it was never going to work. Were there teams interested? Potentially, yeah. But the best possible reality, the, the, the most possible reality was this. He re-signed with the Dallas Mavericks. It was going to be the Dallas Mavericks. And I have no idea if he's on his final contract or not of his career. He said he was going to pick a team, stick with them, and then retire. So we may see the final three years of Kyrie. So again, it's a three-year $126 million deal. That's the contract. And you're going to be keeping the backcourt duo of Luka, Luka Doncic, and Kyrie Irving. 
And I like that. And the Mavericks are just trying to improve. And again, they're still trying to move off of Christian Wood. They're still trying to wield and deal. But right now, you have your top two superstars still there. Because Kyrie Irving, while people find him challenging, he's still a terrific basketball player. Whether you like him or not, you have to at least respect or agree to a certain extent that he is still an elite athlete, an elite basketball player, and easily top 10, top 15 in this league. Personal opinion, but I would definitely agree to that. I would definitely agree to that. And Dallas could not let this point guard walk for nothing. They could not let a second point guard. They already did that to Jalen Brunson. They could not make the same mistake with Kyrie Irving. It would have been a colossal failure and something Mark Cuban would have to pay for. Same with, what's his name, Nico Harris. I don't know, whoever that was former Nike, now GM, right? Another one that does not surprise me. Draymond Green, he stays with the Warriors. It's a four-year, $100 million deal. Um, the $100 million deal contains a player option in year four. That was per Sham Sharani of The Athletic. Look, we all knew that he was going to be staying. There would have been no reason for him to leave. He was trying to have leverage by saying, oh, I'm going to talk to all these different teams. He knew he was coming back to Golden State. Golden State knew that they were going to have a prime opportunity to keep him. He wasn't fooling anyone uh, because why would Draymond Green leave? Why would the Warriors want him to walk away when they've had so much success? So he's going to be making $25 million a year. You're keeping the core of Clay Thompson, Stephen Curry, Andrew Wiggins, him and whoever else you want to put at that big man position at that center position, right? So, look, this works. And by the end of the deal, Draymond Green will be 36 years old. So, this will be one of his final contracts. I can't see him playing past 37, 38. So, then he's going off of one to two year deals. But he's gotten this financial security, even though he doesn't need the money. Right, but beyond the money, he's got the years. He the years were important. He's got those four years. He's guaranteed that, and he'll be able to continue this dynasty, continue this decade-long dynasty, and just how it's been weaving together. I, I like it. If I had to grade this, it would not be bad. I don't view Draymond Green $25 million per year, but it, it's whatever at this point. You can't argue with it. You just have to embrace it because the Warriors culture has allowed for someone like Draymond Green to be this successful and win championships alongside Klay Thompson and Stephen Curry. And he's had great defense. They value him for his defense and kicking people in the junk. It works for him. It's a specialty. What can I say? Um, This one. Chris Middleton. This one was easy for me. I, I thought Chris Middleton would be staying with the Bucks. I thought both sides would be loyal. I didn't think that he would be leaving. I didn't think Giannis would be advocating for him to leave or 
Drew Holiday advocating for Middleton to leave. So it was per Adrian Wojnarowski. There was many people doing this, but Woj was out there and he broke the news that Chris Middleton agreed to a three-year, $102 million deal to stay in Milwaukee Bucks. Again, he has a player option in the third year. I I could never see, I could never see Chris Middleton leaving Milwaukee. I could not see him leaving Milwaukee. So, I get that the injuries are a concern. But why would you want to break up the core that won a championship of Giannis Antetokounmpo, Drew Holiday, and Chris Middleton? So, I can see why... He's staying with the Bucks. Plus, he's getting a pretty sweet deal. So, you have two years confirmed. Then, Chris Milton's like, okay, we could try this again. And you're free with the player option. He could try just to earn another contract or potentially leave. It's one of those two. This one shocked me. Uh, Kyle Kuzma. He's dedicated to Washington. He's committed. He's staying with the Wizards. He's he's getting a four-year, $102 million deal. Um, he had a career year with the Wizards, and he's gotten a great, great contract. And it will now be him and Jordan Poole. That'll be the duo. And I know they're still going to be making moves. I know there's going to be things out there. But... When you're looking at this, when you're looking at this, this is not bad. Ah, I just can't believe that one actually kind of shocked me. Because I'm like, I knew there was a possibility from returning to Washington. But I'm like, maybe he's taking his talent somewhere else. Maybe he does. It to me, Bruce, Bruce Brown to the Pacers. I thought he was going to try to run it back one more season. I didn't think he was going to dip after winning a championship. But I guess when you were that integral during that final success in that late postseason run with the Nuggets, and you got a lot of coverage and a lot of hype and everything was going your way, I applaud. It was a it was a master class strategy. It was a master class performance of what he did. And then winning a championship and then going to secure a $45 million bag over the next two years. Team option in year two, but still making some pretty, pretty good money. Some really, really good money. And due to cap restrictions, that limit to Denver to a starting salary of $7.8 million for Bruce Brown if he'd chosen to return. But now he's going to be averaging a salary over $20 million. So, in terms of money and winning or winning a championship, you take the money, especially having that type of year. Now, people are freaking out about this, but Jeremy Grant, he elected to stay with the Trailblazers. $160 million, five years. To me, was the money a little high? Yes, but... They need to keep someone just in case Damian Lillard's like, you know what, free agency was not impressive. There's a little more of a disconnect. I'm out. I'm bouncing. I'm sorry. I'm leaving. Goodbye. Which would be understandable by Damian Lillard, but they had to pay Jeremy Grant. Again, they could not let him walk. They really don't want to trade him. They wanted to keep him. He is valuable to this organization in many, many ways. 
So I can understand why he did it. And I can understand why fans are upset. I can't, but Jeremy Grant, former Detroit Piston, he's returned to... Ah, he returned to Portland, but making him the second highest paid player on your team, that's a little tough. It's tough, though. It's tough, but he's a solid scorer. You got to remember, he is, like, averaging, like, 20 points per game, especially with his run with Portland. So, I I, I think this was a smart move. Maybe the, the money makes you uneasy, but... This was a smart move at the end of the day. It's something they had to do. They had to pull the trigger. Uh, Cam Johnson, he stayed with the Brooklyn Nets. He got $108 million four years. Bro, I am happy. I am happy. They, they, The Nets have been wanting to keep the Twins together. They were willing to die for Cam Johnson. They were not going to walk. They were going to keep them restricted. They were going to match offers. They were not going to trade them. Like, they just wanted to. Like, this has been perfect. Cam Johnson bet on himself, even though with the injuries, he declined $78 million from the Phoenix Suns to accepting a $108 million contract with the Brooklyn Nets. So, very, very cool. Jakob uh, he stays with the Raptors. $80 million. Four years, player option in year four. Look, they're not entering rebuild mode. The Raptors, even though they lost Fred Van Vliet to the Houston Rockets, they did pick up Dennis Schroeder. So they found, um, I don't know if he's like the perfect replacement, but he found the replacement in Dennis Schroeder. And he's like, I'll stay here. I'll resign. We'll keep this relationship going as long as y'all are in tanking. Or trying to be tricky, which is not the case at all. So keeping Yakupertal retaining him, very very huge. Royal Hachimura staying with the Lakers, very very huge. He's had a breakout season, and just be in the twenty-five year old, he'll be able to improve his weaknesses. But he has, he he he's a very very good two-way player in my opinion. So three years, fifty-one million. That's not bad. The way he can shoot it, the way that he's able to defend guys, I like that. Gave Vincent to the Lakers, $33 million for years. That's not bad, $11 million per year. Look, the Heat only wanted to pay him 8 Lakers wanted to pay him 3 more, which was going to be 11 Look. You take the money. And there was a real, real chance of him leaving. And it did happen. It did happen. It just did. So I don't blame him for departing. I also don't blame the Heat for saying, you know what? We can't. And here's the thing. If he's averaging 12 point, 13 points for and a half assist and shooting 38% from deep, if they get that type of player, this deal is amazing. This deal is amazing. You take the $11 million per year. You just eat that. So this was very, very good. Um, Seth Curry to Mavericks. It was a two-year deal. Look, it's not the worst pickup in the world. It's not. You get another shooter. He's still one of... The best shooters in this league, three-point shooters. 
he he's very very good he's very very talented and it just adds more explosive firepower to this Denver Mavericks team hands down hands down then we see a pie Karis Vert he's staying with the Cleveland Cavaliers two years 32 million that's not bad that's not bad. Like his shooting went up. He's an off the bench type of dude. He gives you that energy. He's that energy guy coming off the bench and he's going to give you that guy. He's a seventh or eighth man on a contending team. That's why there was mutual interest for the two to return. So Karis Avert, who's restarted his career and had many, many breakout seasons. I like what we're doing here. I really, really do. I also like that Kobe White got re-signed by the Chicago Bulls. Again, $33 million for years, $11 million per year. That's not bad. And I get it that he's not really shown the great upside that we were all hoping for four years ago. Or even from year one to year four. But he's only 23. He's going to work this out. And when he catches fire coming off the bench, he's unstoppable. So this is a very reasonable and team-friendly deal. And I think it's going to pay dividends for this Chicago Bulls team. Tari Prince, he gets the one-year, $4.5 million deal. Um, he found out from Wojbomb that he was not coming back to Minnesota. And now he's taking his talents to Los Angeles, California. Look, this is a huge win for Los Angeles Lakers because they need a player like this who can get who get rebounds and who can get quick buckets. So very, 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 very good win. Troy Baum Jr. speaking about the Timberwolves, former Laker, former Laker. So former Timberwolf goes to the Lakers, former Laker goes to the Timberwolves, and Troy Brown Jr signed a two-year deal where there's a team option in year two. So only year one is proven. It's not bad. Not bad. And as a perimeter defender, tap into that. It's going to get interesting. Uh, Reggie Jackson, he stays with the Nuggets. $10.3 million deal over two years. Player option in year two. Pretty team-friendly. Um, Reggie Jackson, he's going to be a bench guy. And I know we completely fell out of the rotation, but it's not bad. It, it, it's not the worst thing in the world, but he's just a bench piece. And now he's a body, but should they've done, should they've re-signed him? Probably not. They should um, walk, but you have to take chances. Javon Carter to the Bulls, you take chances and you succeed. $20 million for years. I'm happy for the former Phoenix Sun. I really do like Javon Carter. So I'm very, very excited that he got this type of contract. And his toughness, like his defensive, his defense, his toughness. Man, you want a man on the front line? You want a man that's built like a soldier mentally and physically? You get him. You get him. Perfect, perfect. Perfect pickup. Perfect pickup indeed. 
Trey Jones, he resigns with the Spurs. The Spurs got him on a good, good team friendly deal. $20 million, two years. This is exactly the type of point guard that you want to have side, um, have alongside uh, potential rookie of the year, Victor Weminyama. Like, this team is going to be scary very, very soon. Like, they can go into the postseason. I believe that. I believe that. So, this point guard, yeah, yeah, I like his old school tendencies and being a pass first guy and trying to set up his teammates. And he rarely turns over the ball. And he's going to make um, Victor Wemiyama the, the vocal point of that team. He's going to help feed him the ball. Joe Ingles, he goes to the Magic, $22 million for two years. That's not bad. You got to remember, he's an accomplished role player, and he could be that leader for this younger Magic squad. So I don't hate that at all. He's got wisdom, sure age, injuries, but he can still shoot it, but he's going to be a key locker room piece. I definitely believe that. Shake Milton, former Philadelphia 76ers player, he's going to the Minnesota Timberwolves. The Timberwolves just continue to fill out their rosters. Uh, Two-year contract, worth $10 million. Not bad at all. Look, you need to have... You need to have another guard just because Mike Connell is getting older. He's turning 36. You got to do it. It's a no-brainer. Now, you know what's a no-brainer? Herb Jones staying with the Pelicans. They've been committed to him. They wanted him. They never wanted to give him up in the first place. So, $54 million over four years is a steal. He's one of the top, one of the best defensive wings out there. Very, very impressive. Very, very cool. Um, Jones declined his option to sign a long-term deal with the Pelicans. This this is like a no-brainer. So cool. I'm so happy that they got back one of the best free and D players. Honestly, I'm very happy. Josh Richardson, former Pelicans player. He returns to the Miami Heat. A little bit of reunion. The team that drafted him back in 2015. Then was in the Jimmy Butler trade. So that the Heat could get Jimmy Butler. Not bad. So a little bit of reunion there. Cam Rush to the Lakers. They finally get him after an entire season of trying to battle him away and just trying to get him. So they finally got Cam Reddish to a two-year deal. That's not bad. It's not the worst thing in the world. Um, Trey Lyles, he stays with the Kings. Chris Haynes reported that. I have no idea what the years are, but... Um, as a backup four, that's not bad. As a backup forward, that's not bad at all. Look, you're going to have, you're going, he found his home with Sacramento because he bounced around a lot, but he found his home with Sacramento. Uh, DeAndre Jordan found his home with the Nuggets. He's not leaving just like Reggie Jackson. He has signed a multi-year deal. This is not Brad. This is not bad. They needed... To keep him up, he's a he's a locker room guy, and he's not bad. Like he's he's fallen out of the rotation, but as a locker room guy, as a keep the keeping the vibes up guy, not bad at all. Derrick Rose, he went to the Grizzlies, 
six and a half million over two years. Um, he's going to be a solid mentor for um, John Moran, just that team in general. So I, I just want to point that out. I, I think he's going to be a solid, solid point uh, guard and mentor for John Moran when he comes back from his suspension. So I think you're going to have a lot of that. I really, really do. And I know that people are going to be criticizing his move a little bit, but I believe getting the veteran help, it, it works. Because you're not relying upon his talents as such, right? It's kind of, He's kind of past that point in his career. And I wish injuries never killed him. I really wish. I would have loved to see him thrive. I would. I really would. But I can't. I wish I could just go back in time. <laughs> he never had to suffer that torn ACL. But anyways, John Morant's gonna benefit immensely from that. That entire team, like his presence, he's gonna keep everyone on the straight and narrow. He's gonna be able to teach him so many, teach everyone so many things about basketball, and just being that leader, that mentor, that friend, and still a pretty good player. So, a very, very good team-friendly contract. He wanted to be in Memphis, and we got that. And to start to wrap up the podcast, um, Fred Van Vliet, I called it. He was going to the Houston Rockets. It just looked more inevitable by the day. It looked, it felt more surreal, more and more, because it just never felt like Toronto was getting back Fred Van Vliet. I've been calling it since last trade line that this team was going to blow up and they were going to try to scramble around and that Fred was going to be gone, Nick Nurse, like the whole thing, whole thing. And I'm still not convinced that OG and Pascal are going to be staying, but that's a different conversation for another day, another time, another day at a different place. Look, this is this is really good. The, the Rockets, Fred VanVleet, they've had Fred VanVleet Ahmed Thompson can win more. They're adding pieces. They're really adding pieces. And this is becoming very, very special for them. I am very, very excited to see just how well this is going. Like, this is going extremely well for the Rockets. The rebuild is there. The rebuild is there. They 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 fired St- uh, Steven Silas. They brought in Emi Udoka. They're building a roster. This is going to be a 40, 35-40 win team easily. Easily in their first year together. So I can't wait to see the chemistry to come together. The free year, $130 million, That was a good, good contract. That's what Fred Van Vliet wanted. And that's what he was certainly going to get. That's what he was certainly going to get. Free years, $130 million, No doubt in my mind. No doubt. And guys, with that being said, this was me breaking down day one the best. I just want to go for all the signs. I didn't want to do anything too crazy. I didn't want to bore you guys too much, but I wanted to give you guys a recap. I wanted to go over the Phoenix Suns. I wanted to go over Brooke Lopez. I am going to come out with a Sunday special because Friday, I could not get to Friday. So I want to do, um, I will record a Saturday night, publish it Sunday morning, just so you guys have a day to recap. It'll be much longer than today's podcast episode, just so I'm able to cover a lot more, but I just wanted to connect with y'all, and I just wanted to recap day one and hit some important topics. 
So, guys, with that being said, I'm signing off. If y'all have any questions, y'all know where to find me. Peace out. Enjoy day two. I'll see y'all on this 4th of July weekend. Peace out.